0: Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and welcome to a pro wrestling show. It's the 30th of July 2021 and the Thunderdome is dead. I see a lot of people on the internet, Twitter especially. Cheap plug, simon 316 Double cheap plug. Thank you to everyone that supports me on Patreon, patreon.com. For 316 doesn't exist without you. So you have all my appreciation. You have all my heart. But yeah, so many people go, oh, I'm so glad to see the end of the Thunderdome. Good riddance, boo, boo. Now look. Do I want the Thunderdome over real fans and what we used to have for many, many years? Of course I don't. But I still do think that WWE pivoted as best as they could. I mean, go back and watch the terrible, terrible performance center shows. I'm not even sure I would have been able to last. I know it's my job and I'm very blessed to do it. But after a while, I think I would have just emailed what and gone, I'm sorry, I'm tapping out. I can't watch these funeral-like shows anymore. So at least the Thunderdome brought some kind of joy back into the world of professional wrestling. And I know we had cheer.mp3 and boo.web, but, you know, WWE loves that stuff anyway. It's not like they weren't pumping here when they used to record shows, but given the last 18 months, whatever the hell it's been, I thought they did a great job, as everybody else did. I mean, Ring of Honor had their best of the world pay-per-view, and that was a joy too, because fans were back, but they've done well, especially with their COVID testing. AEW has been a joy, Impact has been excellent. So really across the board, I felt like everybody has dealt with it as best as they possibly could, especially because there was no warning, was it? It was like one day we're all fine, the next day I was like, oh, world's closed down. So I do think at a certain amount of no, I'm not saying there weren't bad things that happened. Of course they were. But I'm talking about presenting a certain product to the wrestling fan. I do think there's a certain amount of credit that deserves to go around because I don't even know if, if I would have come up with such an idea. And if you don't know, the Thunderdome actually costs more to produce and put out television than their regular roaming show, whatever you want to call it. Like, they're in Texas on Friday for SmackDown. I think it's Houston, I believe. And that will cost less to broadcast than the Thunderdome. I don't know why. I don't look into that stuff. But that's what everybody says. No one seems to debate it. This comes from reputable sources. So I just go with it. And talking about Friday, that is the go-home show for Money in the Bank. We just had the one from Raw, which was the official uh, last uh, last show in the Thunderdome. And I kind of feel like we're in a pretty good place. I've just lost the matches. They've just closed down. <laughs> Stupid, stupid computer. I'll get them back up. But actually, I was looking at them earlier, and I was like, this actually sounds like a pretty good show, especially because we could get some more matches come SmackDown. That's the only problem with uh, Smackdown moving to Fridays is that they don't really have a lot of promotion time. I really miss Smackdowns on, it was Tuesday used to be on, or was it Thursday? It was Thursday for a while. I'm pretty sure they moved to Tuesdays to to Saturdays. I miss that. I mean, it's it's a a pure selfish reason. I really enjoyed doing, yeah, Raw on a Tuesday morning and then Smackdown on a Wednesday morning and we never got to do AEW on a Thursday morning because they change at the same time. But I would have liked that sometimes on a Saturday morning <laughs> you just want a break not really I'm happy to do the to do the job but yes the two money in the bank matches I think look good and all the title matches while I'm not 100% sure we're actually going to see a title change hands they all have a certain something that I think I'm going to enjoy we'll just go bottom to top because I think that's the best way to do it so yes on Raw it got announced it's AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders that should be a good match Obviously, the championships are on the line, but AJ Styles, one of the best wrestlers ever. Viking Raiders, vastly underrated. It's not their fault. They don't ever get a chance to showcase it, so hopefully they can on Sunday. And I like Omos. I just do. For better or worse, there's just something about the guy. I don't always need to see, oh, a five-star match, work, work, work. Every now and then, big dude kicks somebody's ass. I'm like, you know what, this is all good with me. And I think, given that it must be difficult to be I don't want to say super athletic. That's not what I'm getting at. But it must be hard to do certain things at that height because you're just such a big person and you probably have to teach yourself not to be too powerful because you could legitimately throw people around. I mean, he's like 7'2", I think for real. Not wrestling height, but the Undertaker 6'7", seven will make him 6'10", or we'll put lifts in Kane's shoes so he's the same size as Mark Calloway. All real things, by the way. Don't want to ruin the magic for you. But Omos is legitimately over seven feet. And we saw what happened with Giant Gonzalez, who I also believe was over seven feet. But who the hell knows? So I actually quite like this on paper. I, I wasn't massively fussed with what they did on Raw. I thought o, o Styles, AJ Styles versus Ivar was really good, but too short. But I love the fact that Ivar won. That was a nice surprise. But then WWE kind of undid all that because we did 50-50 booking. We did Omos versus Eric and Omos won. Now, I'm not saying that Omos would lose. That would be ridiculous. You know, he's in a tag team to protect him. So if he ever does move into a singles role, which I'm sure he will, then you need to devise, well, when do we have his first loss? And it should mean something because that's an easy story to tell. If you've never watched wrestling before and all of a sudden you see a huge dude, and you're told he's undefeated, that's it. You don't need any of the bells and whistles, but I would have much preferred it if Ivar had just beaten AJ Styles, and then, (laughs) can you believe it, maybe you should have done some kind of schmoz if you don't want to beat Omos, or better than that, don't do the match at all, but yeah, when we do get into you win one, I win one, I'm like, well, we didn't achieve anything. We didn't take any steps forward, and in fact, we've ended up before we were, but I don't think it's the time to take it off AJ Styles and Omos, because I think we should do that at SummerSlam. You know, I, I don't. Riddle kind of teased on Raw that he could win Money in the Bank and use it uh, for a tag team shot. I'll talk about all that later. I don't think that is going to happen. But one way or the other, I do think we should get to AJ and Omos versus RK Bro at SummerSlam. You know, it's going to be 30,000, 40,000 people or however many tickets they're going to sell. That's a top tier match as far as I'm concerned. Omos is going to benefit from working with those three guys, especially someone like Randy Orton and AJ. not necessarily Ajax he's been with him but you know Randy Orton has all this experience and I think it's something that I would look forward to even though Riddle is treating it like Randy Orton is dead So that would be decent. I don't think it's going to get moved to the pre-show just because at the moment we've only got six matches. Although, again, SmackDown will probably add some. But, yeah, I don't see a title change there. And I don't see a title change with Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair either. Although I'm slightly worried because WWE does have a tendency to do that. For me, it just seems so counterproductive to be this close to welcoming back fans. And then not having, you know, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair would be the counterpoint to that as the champions so let's introduce new stars let's make sure and when we get to smackdown i want a new set i want new music i want new fireworks i want new people i want freshness i want it to feel like we've come out the back end of this pandemic and we're not going to do things how we did before and in all walks of life <clears throat> excuse me so maybe we have some new camera shots maybe we kill the shaky cam maybe we feel things differently you know it kind of has been the same since the Attitude Era, which I do understand because that was such a success, but everything gets boring after a while. I don't think we are going to get that many sweeping changes. I mean, new sets are confirmed and they'll probably change the music, etc., etc. But I much would prefer it if everything was different. And ultimately though, you know, even without the visual side of things, which is important because that's the first thing you see, it's the people that you're witnessing on your television. And I want Rhea Ripley to become a big star. Great match with Natalia on Raw. I didn't see that coming at all. I mean, it was born out of utter nonsense. Like Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke going like they may as well have gone you take your jerk face back to the jerk store <laughs> their insults were so were so lame but I did I kind of I bought into this I mean in hindsight dumb but I kind of bought into this idea of Natalia saying we're well, gonna face Rhea Ripley tonight then I'm gonna win money in the bank because she's put in there because of all the mess with um with Bailey getting injured which we'll talk about when we get there as well And because she's already a tag team champion, she basically said, I'm going to come up with this way to win all the titles. I'm like, that will be cool. And then she lost to Rhea Ripley 10 minutes later. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad I bought in for that. But the match itself... Really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I read some stupid thread the other day when people go, oh, Natalia's not that good. She's just like been there a while. Look, you don't have to like or dislike anyone, but she clearly has talent when it comes to professional wrestling. I'm not hearing that. You can throw as much criticism as as you want, but she can wrestle. And Rhea Ripley is really good. So yeah, that was awesome. Obviously, Charlotte Flair attacks Rhea Ripley afterwards. And um, I can see this one ending with nonsense. Maybe Becky Lynch comes back. I think you may, I don't know. I can't see it for me. But I may be wrong. I mean, it's going to be it's a sold out show and not all of their Raw Smackdowns are show sold out. So maybe you do want to do it there. You know what? There's an outside chance. Maybe Becky Lynch does come back. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll find out. But I think that will be good. And I'm looking forward to it. I haven't liked the story. I just haven't. The whole anything you can do, I can do better. It, it, it doesn't work for me. Again, it doesn't even necessarily mean they've done bad. I've just watched it and my brain has said this isn't engaging us as much as I thought it was going to. And I'm like, all right, brain, let's move on to something else. If I was a different person, I'd go on the internet and I hate everything, (laughs) burn, die. But I realize it's just professional wrestling and it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, We'll do all the, we'll we'll get to the money in the banks last. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston to me is the main event. I think Roman Reigns versus Edge will be tremendous, but I think Bobby Lashley and Kofi have grabbed this feud by the lapels and they have just rocketed it right up to, I'm just so excited for it. Kofi cut another good promo on Bobby Lashley. It actually got in Bobby Lashley's head because by the end of the, the night, he's, you know, no more women, no more money, no more games. I want to destroy you. I want to end your career. I'm going to beat everybody up. It's like, this is great. And it's one of those things where, look, if Bobby Lashley remains the champion, awesome. He's on a, he's on a tear right now, especially after the promo he did on Raw. But if Kofi Kingston wins, I'm so behind him and I have so much love for the man. yes. I would honestly would take Kofi Kingston as WWE champion. I don't think it would uh, hurt Bobby Lashley. I think he could probably win it back at SummerSlam. I think you'd get a tremendous pop from the crowd. It's a bit like what we did with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. I mean, to a lesser level, of course, because they have mainstream appeal. But I never thought we would have just sort of taken this detour with Brock, and then he wins it back at WrestleMania 33. And I'm like, that was great. That was six months of fun. It didn't hurt Brock Lesnar at all. You can do the same thing here. Uh, I think instead we'll probably do Kofi Kingston versus MVP at SummerSlam and and Bobby Lashley will win this. But yeah, I mean, opening up with Raw as well, it's one of those situations where, you know, WWE's incessant nature really gets to me because Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods, really good match. You know, Bobby Lashley kills him, but then Xavier Woods with the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And if they didn't do that constantly, I mean, the very next match, they did it again. <laughs> so it's like my word. It would have been such a good finish because one, if you follow um, Xavier on Twitter, social media, he talks about how he wants that to become his finishing move because he's a damn hero. And of course, it then perfectly tied into this enraged Bobby Lashley that we got at the end of the night. That's the way to use that kind of seg or sequence, whatever you want to call it. But they just love it. I mean, we gave up doing the counters on ups and downs because we're focused on distractions and DQs. I think distractions up to 78 or something. And we got well over 100 with the, with the surprise roll ups, which also kind of tie into distractions. So that was kind of, I mean, and also, you know, Bobby Lashley does win. I suppose that Woods needs to get a title shot at some point, but you can do that on Raw in front of fans. I mean, I would have probably advertised that on Raw and said, look, if Bobby Lashley does win next night, next Monday, it's Xavier versus Bob. You could probably even sort of, you know, tied that into something else. But they have both done a tremendous job in making me care about this. It won't be the main event, but I would i would take it. I don't think Kofi's going to win, though. If someone barges in here right now and puts a gun to my head, I'm not going with Kofi Kingston. As much as I would want it, I think... It's a bit like when John Moxley became champion in AEW. There was no problem with that. But if you had kept it on Jericho for a little bit longer, I would have understood it. But the, the feeling and the aura was there. The fans wanted it. The live crowd were desperate for it. So give them what they want. And I can't believe in any kind of situation that only the second live crowd, forget WrestleMania, like the second live proper crowd, it was again sold out, doesn't want to see something like that. And I think you get this great moment, it'll be shared over social media. And maybe it would convince people to come to the show. Maybe they'd be like, oh man, I want to be a part of these surprises. Because I mean, ticket sales have been fine, but they haven't been as amazing as some people thought. Although I will say, when you look at the pay, the pay- all the pay per views have sold well. It's Raw and SmackDown that aren't sort of flying off the shelves. So really, your pay-per-views are the ones that people should be most excited about, even if Peacock and the WWE Network has changed that. Mentioned Roman Reigns versus Edge. I thought it was all good on SmackDown. The whole Jimmy and Jey Uso stuff. A bit weird that they've just all flocked to Roman, but I'm going to let it play out. I trust this story. I don't think it's going to be one of those ones that doesn't make any sense. I think there's a long game. And even if they didn't, the fact that I'm getting the family versus Rey Mysterio or the Mysterio's an edge on a SmackDown, I'm all right with that. This is the kind of television that I want. And also how Roman doesn't wrestle very much on SmackDown. And again, it gets to tie into this huge uh, return of the fans that they want. The only, I mean, to me, the only way you end this is Seth Rollins interferes. And this kind of ties into my surprise roll up argument. You don't want to see even more interference or distractions. No, you're right, because we have done too many. But that's the perfect story you know, Seth Rollins tries to break Edge's neck in 2014, we referenced that on Smackdown, they've now got beef again, Edge 100% should have beef, like if you look at wrestling as if it's real, I know, what a loser, but if you look at wrestling like it's real, of course Edge would always have an eye on Seth Rollins, even if they're not feuding, the dude tried to kill him, (laughs) if someone tries to kill you, and then eventually years later you get told, oh by the way, you can go back to the ring now, you ain't going to be very happy with this, so Don't overthink it, please, WWE. It always reminds me in uh, 2010, I think when Bret Hart came back, and we had the perfect story, but we had to make it even more convoluted and weird. (laughs) Even though you could have just based it on the Montreal Screwjob. Don't do that. And even though Seth Rollins, you know, doing a distraction or whatever, would be like, oh, this is the time to do it. Just stop doing it everywhere else. Of course, then Roman Reigns remains the champion. You can then probably get through Edge and then do Seth Rollins versus Roman. I'm sure there was a way you'd be able to, you know, use the fallout of that. And then look, i'm just being reported what the rumors are saying it's speculation it does sound like wrestlemania 38 the the plan is roman reigns versus the rock (laughs) that's what everybody is saying i thought we'd wake an extra year but i suppose having roman hold the belt for that long is is going to be difficult especially in the the current culture or the current wwe culture but that would be huge i mean black adam is probably going to be coming at around that time they're going to be plowing millions of dollars into it i don't know how the hell he wrestles given the insurance problems But he's The Rock. He has the power to do it if he if he so wishes. It would be huge. I know a lot of people don't like it because we tie into the whole oh he just comes back whenever he wants. The Rock is the biggest movie star in the world. Like he is up there. Like my mum knows who he is. And she kind of she knew who The Rock was, because I used to watch wrestling as a kid, but she didn't know his name was Dwayne Johnson. Now she knows that Dwayne Johnson is an actor. When I told her they were the same person, she almost fell off her chair. She didn't really, she didn't care. She said, I don't care. Why would she care? Too busy being a mum. But if that's the plan and we go through Edge, we go through Seth Rollins, probably somebody else. I don't know who that would be. And then we get to Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania. Look, I'm not going to... If we want to be smart fans, smarks, I hate those terms, just be a fan. But if you want to be that guy that enjoys the behind the scenes stuff, I totally get it. You want to see, I don't know, Roman Reigns versus Ricochet. <laughs> just putting a random name. But if you're trying to sell tickets and you look at the business side, The Rock versus Roman Reigns would be absolutely gigantic. It just would. It just really, really would. So yeah, Edge isn't not going to win here. We'll probably protect him to a certain degree with Seth Rollins, which is fine. Because I imagine Seth Rollins won't win his money in the bank because of Edge. Vice versa, do the tennis game. I'm excited for this match. I think Edge is on fire. I think Roman Reigns is brilliant. Again, live crowd. Could be the match of the night. Although emotionally, I'm much more tied into Bob versus Kof. We'll do the men's money in the banks, which just mentioned Seth Rollins. Of course, it's Ricochet versus John Morrison versus Riddle versus Drew versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Nakamura versus Seth. I mean, that's ridiculous. Somebody on Reddit earlier wrote, I don't think the men's money in the bank lineup is very good. I'm like, who do you want in there? King Kong? Godzilla? (laughs) Like a (laughs) T-Rex? Who else could you possibly want? (laughs) You've got Drew McIntyre who could be the big guy that's like, you know, basing and posting for everybody. Uh, Kevin Owens is nuts, doesn't care. Riddle right now is on fire in terms of what seems to be his popularity. Ricochet and John Morrison, the last man standing match on Raw. If you haven't seen the last man standing match on Raw, why are you listening to me? That's better. That's better than this podcast. (laughs) Go put it on. I mean, ricochet does a 450 off the barricade and people just go oh that was impressive it wasn't impressive it was nuts do you remember the first time i'm repeating ups and downs now check it out what culture wrestling but do you remember the first time so we saw 450 you're like what was that it was like you, you just invented ghosts <laughs> i don't know what i just saw how has a man span that many times and you and also the weird part is you think he span about 900 times and then you see a slow mo like, it's only like one and a half which makes sense 450 but it looks like 100 But you needed the top rope, the six feet or whatever it is, to do it. Ricochet kind of just held himself in midair. Then he did a shooting star press to the outside after jumping off the ring post. And he ended it with a splash through a ladder. Tremendous. Both guys should win it. They should both be the Mr. Money in the Bank based on that alone. Unfortunately, I don't think they're the front runners at all. But I would take it, you know. I think Money in the Bank should always be using to launch somebody into the stratosphere. I think Ricochet has just reminded everyone how good he is. Not that we forgot. John Morrison has all the experience and tenure in the world to deserve something similar. Uh, the only pe- I, I tell you, who I don't think should win it. Drew McIntyre. Like I'm sure we'll get more interference here, and this is when it all falls down. I know, because uh, I'm sure Jinder Mahal is going to screw him over. Because of course, he broke his sword. So Drew McIntyre broke his bike. I don't. I, I don't mean to sound so negative about it, but it, we just it, we didn't give it any time to build. It just started in that last week, and all of a sudden they're breaking these things we're meant to care about. And the only thing I could kind of care about was Drew sword. But then it turned out he didn't break Drew sword anyway. And I thought that was strange because if he did break Drew's sword, I can't believe he broke his sword. He's been using this for the last year through the pandemic era. And they went, no, he didn't break it. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't emotionally care then that he broke a replica. And the motorbike's only been there for a week. <laughs> it's so weird. It does tie into toys. In case you're interested, it ties into action figures, but that's okay as well. Let's not pretend that's a new thing in pro wrestling or life. That's been going on for years. But I wouldn't give it for Drew, even though I would like the story of, oh, he can't cash in on Raw because he's not allowed to fight Bobby Lashley. But you don't need to do it. There's better options. I wouldn't give it to Kevin Owens unless you are going to move him to Raw, then that's fine. Just because I think you've done Roman versus Kevin Owens too much this year. Not that I wouldn't mind seeing it again, but I think there's other opportunities we should take advantage of. Just don't believe they'll do it with Nakamura. And I think if we are going to do a King of the Ring tournament, it will focus on him and you don't want to overload people. Well, I wouldn't mind, but WWE doesn't usually... And Seth doesn't need it at all. Seth will be fine till the day he retires. The guy's just, guy just great. So, I mean, that does whittle it down to you know riddle biggie john morrison and ricochet and i think riddle will win it i think this is an absolute uh sort of definition of the timing is right the guy seems to be you know the guy's got his character over egg on my face i said oh a character like this would never sort of main event wrestlemania i was wrong absolute bullshit. He so could do it and everybody would love it and everybody would be fine. So it goes to show what I know after all these years of watching wrestling. And the way I would like to do it, I would like more for Ricochet and John Morrison. I just don't think it's going to happen yet. But I would like Riddle to win the money in the bank and do do whatever. I mean, maybe he could be the other guy that goes fights Roman Reigns for a while before we get to The Rock. Maybe you do that at the Rumble. And speaking of the Rumble, I'd like Big E to win, the, to win the Royal Rumble. I have a feeling that Bobby Lashley will still be the champion by then. And I kind of want Big E versus Bobby Lashley. At the at WrestleMania 38, I think you can absolutely do that if you've got Roman Reigns and the, the Rock on top. That's your star power, so you can have phantom with them a card. And given that I imagine that Roman Reigns beats the Rock, I would make Biggie your WWE champion. It's massively crazy long booking based on nothing but my own wants and wishes, but I do think Riddle uh, yet yeah, Riddle will get it here. And talking about Bob as well, apparently Brock Lesnar is not coming back. Also, make sure you go check out Brock Lesnar's new haircut. It's on my Twitter at Simon 316. He j- excuse me, he's got a top knot now, and you probably think what? Brock Lesnar can't have a top knot, but my gosh, it's wonderful. The man looks, <laughs> the man <laughs> looks absolutely tremendous. You, uh, you, you've got to check it out. He does look like a Tekken character, which is not a bad thing. I, I'm gel- I liked his hair so much. What a weird thing for me to say. I liked his hair so much. I was annoyed I can't grow hair because I would have copied him instantly. Like, that's the kind of haircut I want. Such a shame I lost it. I'd be having so much fun with my hair. So anyway, my point being is it sounds like the Brock Lesnar relationship with WWE hasn't... Well, they just haven't come to terms yet. So they're not going to use him at SummerSlam. Of course, he'll be back. He's not going to go to AEW. I mean, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. So what I think we'll do there is, and I know lots of people are going to groan, is I would bring in Goldberg. I think that's. I think that's already kind of been confirmed. I think he was the backup. And I know people roll their eyes, but once again, if you're going to do John Cena versus Roman Reigns in your main event at SummerSlam, you want star power. You're going to do Edge versus Seth Rollins, so there's your sort of hardcore fan match, and WWE does like to balance the books. I'm not saying Goldberg should win, that would make it terrible, but if they have a three-minute match and Bobby Lashley whoops his ass after destroying Kofi Kingston, which very well could happen, I actually think that turns, given the promo that he cut too, I think that really puts Lashley on another level. So I would do this, and I don't mind Goldberg coming back. I'm a bit biased, but he still, he still hasn't lost that much. I know he's lost a lot in the last few years compared to back in the day, but he hasn't lost that much. So yeah, I would absolutely go i would absolutely go with that. And I'm going pick, to pick Riddle uh, in the Money in the Bank. And maybe he does use it to cash in on the tag team uh, championships, but I don't think so. I think Randy Orton and him will figure out a way to do it, and then they'll feud over the briefcase when eventually you break them up, which is fine, which is great. I know they're not a long-term tag team. I get that, right? They were never going to be. Now, I think the hardest match of all to call is the women's money in the bank, because I just don't know who the last person is. It's Oscar versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss versus Nikki versus Liv Morgan versus Lena Vega versus Natalia, who got thrown in there uh, courtesy of Sonya Deville after the Bailey injury versus TBD, which is to be decided. Now, we haven't talked about Bailey's injury on this show. Just sucks. Worst timing ever. Seven days before fans are going to come back and she was just doing drills. So it's not like she was even wrestling, especially because she has been so good over the last year and a half. I mean, she's always been good, let's face it, but she took this new character and cemented it and WWE would have been a worse place without her. But sadly, that is just wrestling. And if not now, it could have been... I mean, would it have been worse if she has one week and then she gets injured, sort of gets that little thing back in a step and it gets taken away? I think all we should do is send positive vibes, positive energy, all that annoying stuff and hope that she gets back as soon as possible in around about nine months' time. Torn ACL. Maybe she has John Cena's superhuman healing powers and I hope that she does. Um, there was an idea that maybe Sonya Deville puts herself in the Money in the Bank and that's how she comes back to the ring. Kind of like it. I kind of like it, but I also think you could put Sasha Banks in this because I'm pretty sure Sasha Banks is meant to be on Smackdown this week. I think when they did the whole, oh, we've got fans coming back. I think John Cena was meant to be on that show as well. And that was also advertised as the return of Edge. So, you know, who the hell knows? But I think I, I I say I don't know. Now I've thought about it, I think it's going to be Sasha Banks. I think you put Sasha Banks into that match, and she should win, which would be a shame because Liv Morgan winning, I also think would be good. But Liv Morgan is still a work in progress, no fault of her own, but she just keeps getting taken off TV. It's only been these last few weeks when she's finally been able to cement all that. So, yeah, I think that Sasha Banks wins. I think we're probably going to have a few between Oscar and Nikki Ash, given that uh, Nikki Ash beat Oscar on Raw, and Oscar seemed pretty pissed off about it. And, of course, Alexa Bliss doesn't need to win because she's going to feud with Eve Marie and Dewdrop. I don't know where Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler have gone. Not that I always need people on my show every single week. It's just the way WWE does it. You just, like, I hate doing this because people go nuts. But other shows explain where people go. <laughs> WWE doesn't. They just vanish. I just, I'm really trying to, I don't know whether you saw my ups and downs for the year so far when it came to WWE. I gave it up and a down to the Alexa Bliss stuff. Mostly because it's not for me. You know, we've already talked about it. But I do appreciate WWE trying new things. I do. I think it's important to always pat people on the back for that. Otherwise, we'll be stuck in the status quo. But my word, I don't get it. Like, the Alexa's playground segment on Raw, just the most scripted thing ever. You know, it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't get what we're doing with Dewdrop. Like, that was all strange. And then Alexa Bliss vanishes over the barricade. Can't do that anymore after the Thunderdome i just don't get it that's all it is i try to get it and i honestly watch it with an open mind i don't watch it like i know a lot of people do like i'm gonna hate this before i see it i never watch anything like that because that sounds like a terrible way to live my life it's just odd and i would assume that we do live morgan's Alina vega or something like that coming out the other side so yeah everyone's paired off aside from natalia but she's got her tag team and naomi but we all know that wwe does not want to do anything with naomi for reasons that i will never understand I don't think we've talked about the whole Jimmy Uso uh, DUI thing either. I mean, we can't just not talk about it because that would be terrible. But um, it's difficult to talk about because drunk driving is 100% no. There is no excuse for it. You should never be able to do it. And the fact that he's done it so many times is a massive issue. Not only because he could hurt himself, but far worse than that, he could hurt someone else. Now, I don't want any ill will to happen to Jimmy Uso, but if you get behind a car drunk... And, you know, it was a stupid situation. But someone said, well, he has to hurt someone. You would, wouldn't rather, but I can't even think of the right words. But you take my point right. Like, if they get injured, you're like, well, you idiot. What the hell were you doing? If they injured someone else, it's a completely innocent party. So like, well, now this is just unbelievable. And that's always the risk. But you'd have to imagine the fact that he has been pulled over it for it so many times that he's struggling with something in his personal life. That's all I've got. That's all I can think of. I don't know why anybody else would keep doing it. He must have deep-rooted issues. And if that is true, no, I don't want him to get fired. I don't want him to be kicked out on the street because that's going to make them worse. What I hope will happen is that WWE tells him to go to rehab and they support him, and he gets to a point where he doesn't want to do it anymore. Because as far as I'm aware, nobody has been hurt to this to this point and that's the way that it must stay so I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon of oh kick him out the company and I know there's reports out there that WWE have just decided to ignore it but we don't do we don't know that maybe they're keeping it quiet because Jimmy Uso has agreed to get help but he'd rather it wasn't made public I don't know like that's complete speculation by my end but without knowing all the facts it's hard to criticize too much other than the fact that yes never ever 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 drink and drive ever never do it don't do it I think maybe we did talk about this last week. I can't remember now. But anyway, I've talked about it again. And of course, in other news, Paul Orndorff passed away yesterday. I mean, Paul Orndorff is one of those guys. He he was like before my time when I started watching wrestling. But I did, you know, giant nerd. I did did go back and watch a lot of old wrestling, especially the first WrestleMania, when he had such a huge, uh, huge role. And I mean, you wouldn't believe sort of the legacy he's got in wrestling. It's one of those things that you can't, you forget how big he actually was. Like uh, you know, I, I I didn't even know this. He sold out a house show with Hulk Hogan that had like sixty four thousand people in Toronto. I mean, that's just that's wild. And he had the body, and he had the look, and everyone said he's one of the best heels. And you know, you go read what other wrestlers are saying about him, and it was, he was hard nosed. Sound like sometimes he could be difficult to be around, but again, that's just human beings. But in terms of being a wrestler, truly, some guy that left his mark on an industry like I'm sure he wanted more because we all want more, but there are thousands, if not maybe millions, hundreds of thousands of people that will never even get close to leaving a mark in their industry as he did. I guess millions if we're doing all industries. You know, he, it was one of those ones, only 71 years old. I think he had dementia as well. But yeah, it's one of those ones that when you see the name, it's like, oh man, oh damn. Like he's, it's it's a, it's always bad when somebody passes away, but it's, It was a huge name is my point so of course thoughts to his friends and family I hope they're doing as best as they can and it is a sad loss for the the wrestling world especially because he was kind of on the outs with WWE because he was part of that concussion lawsuit and everybody a part of that basically oh they basically got pushed out you know which I get you know you launch a lawsuit against the company the management there aren't going to be very pleased with you so again rest in peace to him and let's hopefully we don't have any of these for a while because they suck What else do we need to talk about that we may have forgotten about? If you wondered where the Kevin Nash Broken Skull sessions went, I don't know. It got delayed by a week and nobody told us, but at least you'll get to watch it on Sunday. Apparently, the draft has been bumped to October, I think now. It was meant to be happening just after SummerSlam. Yeah, but now it's apparently going to happen early October. Again, no idea why. They've clearly just come up with a plan. I would rather they kept it as far away from Survivor Series as possible because it makes that whole thing stupid, but it's not like we haven't done it before, so whatever. Uh, Mia Yim and Shane Thorne and now Mia Yim and Shane Thorne. Obviously, before this, they were Reckoning and Slapjack. No, I don't know where the other Retribution members are, apart from they turned up last week and <laughs> they went away again. Once again, ties into my saying that earlier. Uh, Darby Allen is not going to be in the Jackass movie. Lots of people said that. And then apparently it was just somebody made something up on IMDB and we just went with it, <laughs> which goes to show you've always got to be careful uh, with, with what you read. And yeah, I guess the big the big news was the passing of Paul Orndorf and the Bailey injury. Well, the Bailey injury happened on Friday and everybody was uh, was talking about that, as you would, right? It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Actually, there are a couple of other things. Um, the uh, Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison and uh, my man griff garrison man, <laughs> griff garrison and brian billman jr my brain just stopped they signed officially with aew they're full-time wrestlers at aew which is truly tremendous they seemed super duper happy about it on the internet which always i love seeing that i love seeing people achieve their dreams it it makes me want to achieve my dreams like it really does it's um it, 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 i find it inspiring like i never look down on people i always look up so i hope they absolutely smash it and I suppose other than that, we should move on to AEW. Now, the biggest thing when it comes to All Elite Wrestling, of course, was the arrival of Malachi Black, the former Alistair Black. That dude, man, he is just carving his own path. Now, he was able to do this because when he moved from NXT to the main roster in WWE... Obviously, NXT talents have a 30 day non compete clause, and nobody bumped it up to 90 days. Apparently, they got in touch with Alistair Black and said, Can we bump you up? He was like, No, this actually allows me to do a surprise in in professional wrestling. And I know I was surprised. You know, we did a whole video about how um, Alistair Black should debut in AEW, and I said it would probably be all in because I was giving him the three months. And even then, maybe I was a little bit early. Tremendous, though. I love the angle. I love the teasing with the lights out stuff throughout the evening because that got me even more. Once more, there is all this, oh, I can't believe he's feuding with Cody. That's what I want. I wanted to feud with Cody. I wanted to get a tag team partner and feud with the Young Bucks. I wanted to take on Jericho, John Moxley, Jungle Boy, everybody. Brian Cage, Carl Anderson, Ethan Page, Darby Allin. I wanted to fight everyone. I don't understand what the problem is. Well, oh, everyone goes through Cody. Good, it's a good way to start things off. People are always look to moan straight away as a pipe from letting these. I sound like Triple H, but sometimes you should let things play out. Maybe Alistair Black has a match with him and boots him in the head and beats him in two seconds. It'd be the greatest thing ever. You would go crazy like that time that Brody Lee just destroyed Cody. That was one of my favorite dynamites ever because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like John Cena versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam 2014, I believe. Yeah, it was. I was like, what's going on? Have I tuned into alternative reality wrestling in a different dimension? So I, I just thought it was great. I thought it was so well done. I really enjoyed it. I just, I love the lights out, lights on spot. You can do it a 100 times in a show and it would be good. I'm also slowly starting to think that the Young Bucks are my favorite tag team ever. That will melt people down as well. How can you say such like a thing? Well, because they have a brain and that's what I think. They just always have good matches. The street fight against Penta and Eddie Kingston was just ludicrous. They put thumbtacks in Eddie Kingston's mouth. There's a running Canadian destroyer through a table. And sure, they don't sell much, yeah, but they have done in the past. This is that. This is the thing. Like, I don't mind you. I don't. Well, I don't mind spot fests as they have been crowned anyway. But they do more than that and i feel like every time we have one of these crazy matches people just go oh they can't do this i can't do that even though they did that the week before i just really like matt and nick jackson i like the way they handled the whole tna stuff in the sense that they were down on their they were down on their luck and they decided you know what we're going to use this to reinvent themselves and they kind of did change the industry I just think, I just think it's good. I just, I just do. <laughs> what can I say? I, I like it a lot. And I thought the whole episode was really good. I didn't give any downs, but I didn't give SmackDown any downs either before people go biased, biased, biased. I was suppose the low point, but that seems unfair, was Andrade versus Matt Seidel just because it was Andrade's debut, but it was still all right. I like the ending to the Cody and QT Marshall match with the strap. Uh, Pinnacle vs. The Inner Circle was decent. Orange Cassidy and Chris Datland of us, The Budding the Blade, I wouldn't have actually enjoyed without fans, but we had fans. And we just ticked it on nicely. Again, it was just to show, was it perfect? No. Were there things that they need to work on? Of course. Was there lots of distractions? Yes. But... It did, it, it did the job. And for that one guy, well, there's a few guys that always tweet me going, you got a count out board for WWE and not AEW. Well, I didn't have a count out board for WWE for four to five years. So I think I'm allowed to give AEW more than a year and a half of being in existence before I start laying on it. Everyone goes, parity, parity. Well, if it's parity, I've got to wait till 2023 before I introduce it so ridiculous anyway uh, on tomorrow night's edition if you are listening to this on the 13th we have Penelope Ford versus Yuka Zazazaki should be good Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage which I'm amazed they haven't advertised more because I think you really could draw in some Laps fans for that they are two guys that everybody remembers from the Attitude Era and if you're on the cusp about whether or not you should watch Elite Wrestling and you know you've got that match I think they could draw them in maybe they have something planned for today I don't know Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks for the FTW world title that's awesome because Ricky Starks is back I presume this is going to be Brian Cage being kicked out Team Taz, although I do have this sneaking feeling it may be a bit of a ruse. And I think maybe Ricky Starts get kicked out and Brian Cage stays in. But that's just me being Vince Russo. John Moxley versus Carl Anderson, IWGP US title. Also cool. Because again, we're fighting for New Japan belt. Carl Anderson's first single match uh, on Dynamite, I think. I can't remember if that is true, but it feels that way. And John Moxley's been away for ages, so that will be badass. And he's got a shaved head. So he's in the club. And we've got the Darby Allen versus Ethan Page coffin match. So that on paper for me anyway, sounds well, it just sounds really, really exciting. And I'd um I presume that Darby Allen has to win the coffin match, but if Ethan Page does win, no, I, I think because Darby Allen sort of came off that loss. No, you probably do need to give it to, to to him too. And Ethan Page is a decent heel, so he can get his heat back anyway. I hate saying stuff like that; I sound like a moron. But I mean, now we're basically building to all out, all out, yeah, all out. Three, whatever it is, sold out in about 32 seconds, as it always does it does certainly seem like we're going to do hangman page versus kenny omega so now finally hopefully all my horrible dreams and nightmares will come true because i think hangman page should lose i think that's such a more interesting story that he's scared and he's going to find the courage courtesy of the dark order he's going to get over his alcohol problems he stands toe-to-toe with kenny omega probably takes him to the very very sort of last moment and then he loses now once more you're going to have to listen to the crowd if they're desperate for it don't screw him over that never works south park rule But I love the idea of having a few more months of television, maybe into full gear or whatever the other pay-per-views are, of Hangman just being a mess. And his true redemption is when he goes for a round two after probably fighting his way back up the card and doing it. It's very Shakespearean. And maybe I'm overthinking it, which which is absolutely a thing. But either way, that has been built for so long and it has been built so well that no matter what option they choose, I think it's going to be riveting stuff genuinely riveting and it excites me it's a match that again do you want to spend your 20 bucks whatever the hell it would be for this pay-per-view based on the main event my answer would be yes either to see hangman adam page crowned or to see kenny omega and don callis continue their <laughs> absolute nonsense the best thing about kenny omega at the moment is if you watch impact 2 because impact records in chunks although i guess they're going to do something different after slammiversary i don't know but because they do film in chunks kenny omega has a beard loses his beard has a bit lo- it's like he's having a crisis of confidence with his beard Oh, I think it's tremendous, but I really like Kenny Omega's world title run. As always, you can find the negative there. I think he's a moron. I think he's a goof, but that's kind of the character that I want. And it, it entertains me, and it makes me laugh, and that's all I can, I can ever really ask for. We'll touch upon NXT too, although once again I am so far behind it. If I don't, everyone goes nuts. I mean, the biggest thing is Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title with Samoa Joe as the ref. I think Gargano could win. I said this recently. Like I think Karrion Cross is going to the main roster, and I don't think Vince McMahon is going to see the worth in having him as NXT champion. Could be completely wrong, but that's just my, that's just my gut feeling. So I think Johnny Gargano can become the champion, and it probably ties into something to do with Samoa Joe. I don't get to deal with Samoa Joe. I'm desperate that he can come back to, uh, to to, to wrestle a little, but we don't know that at the moment. So we've teased all these things. I'm like, are we actually going to fight? I'm intrigued by it because if because if he does do something to Karrion Cross, and then Karrion Cross goes to the main roster, we know Samoa Joe's not going back there for you know obvious reasons. Why the hell would he? So I am massively fascinated by it. I'm going to make sure I go out of my way first thing so that I don't that I don't miss it. Uh, I think we've also got Drake Hudson versus Eichmann Giro in the NXT Breakout Tournament. The last one they did was really good. And I don't know much about those two guys. And I, that's what they should be there for. Like, it's something that NXT can do well when it's given the time and the thought, is introduce me to new people, which is... I mean, look, we talk about going back in front of live fans. I know NXT isn't at the moment, well properly anyway that's, I'm repeating myself from earlier, but that's what I want more than anything. I want to get a year down the line. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know about this guy. I know about that guy. Much like I have done now with Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara and MJF. I mean, I'd heard of these names, but now I see them in a completely different light because of how they've been booked. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I think, as I just double check my notes, that's everything. I don't think there's anything major that we haven't discussed that we should have done. I mean, I usually forget something and people people go nuts about it but that's good i like to get a reaction so (laughs) so always puts uh puts a smile on my face i mean there was a a picture going around of becky lynch looking like massively ripped i'm like this is becky lynch she knows what she's doing she's been smashing it for ages so i suppose we should just move on and we should answer some questions and remember you can always get in on the act and ask me a question too again follow me on twitter at simon316 and the tweet will go up at some point on a tuesday and we start with handsome andrew you better be handsome andrew otherwise you're lying to me if they did king of the ring in june 1992 how would you book it king of the ring in, they're not do king of the ring in june 1992 i mean look they probably didn't but this is not something that's in my brain no wait didn't it start in 93 yeah it started in 93 with Bret Hart. of course it does oh dude i mean i'd have to jump back to what the hell was going on in 2002 uh 2002 1992 what the hell was going on in two th- well, it would have been coming out of wrestlemania so what was wrestlemania 1992 you think i should just be able to know that but i don't so that was wrestlemania 8 uh no, it wasn't wrestlemania it was wrestlemania 8 in 1992 So that is oh the horrendousness with Hulk Hogan and Steve and Sid Justice and the Ultimate Warrior coming back. I suppose you'd probably give it to the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, that's what I would have said on paper. I know it didn't work out that way. But my gut, I mean, you you don't give it to Ric Flair and Randy Savage because they were fighting over the title. Hulk Hogan wouldn't be interested, neither would Sid Justice. Owen Hart would have been a good one, but again, yeah, you probably could have done Owen Hart. I know he wins it a couple of years later, but maybe you could have done it beforehand. I have a feeling, would you make Ultimate Warrior the king? That's stupid, isn't it? I think probably you would have had some sort of final like Owen Hart versus Tito Santana and Owen Hart would have won. What do you know? I did have an answer. Francis Reyes, my man, says, what's been the best match of the Thunderdome era on Raw, SmackDown, and Pay-Per-View? I'm going to have to get a list up for this as well. There's just too many things I won't think about. Best Thunderdome matches. Everyone does this. It's like a list. Here we go. See, somebody's got a list. Somebody's always got a list. So... I'm just going to shout out ones that I agree with. I don't agree with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the yeah Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at Fastlane because it had proper consequences, and it may very well be Daniel Bryan's last match in, in in WWE. The Royal Rumble I'd put in there too. That absolutely has to count. And otherwise, I would probably give it to. As I look through all of these matches, come on, there's got to be a good one. No, I'm not putting that in there. The women's will rumble as well. Yes, absolutely. Because having the Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley at the end was awesome. And I think probably Bailey versus Sasha Banks, Hell in a Cell 2020 from last year. That was excellent. And those two did a great job. And it was a great payoff to a great food. Uh, Retro says, do you think Vince overlooks NXT talent because they are too pro wrestling and not enough sports entertaining? Yes, to a certain degree. But I also think they're not his guys. And, it, you know, you can see this from WCW or TNA or whatever, ECW. De- De- Vince McMahon likes to create people. And when, when he doesn't, he doesn't seem to push them as much. And you can kind of see that with most of the people. It's why AJ Styles lucked out a lot. He's one of the rare people that won Vince McMahon over. But I bet if he had gone through NXT, it would have been a lot harder for him. So, yes, I think you're onto something there. Uh, Kieran says, what do you think the chances are of Biggie winning Money in the Bank, then cashing in on Lashley? I've already fancied booked him turning on Kofi and Woods. Love your content, by the way. It always gets an up from me. Thanks, Kieran. Uh, i mean look i think there's a high chance that he wins money in the bank but i think riddle will i think if he did win yes he would go after lashley as opposed to roman reigns but i don't want him turning on kofi kingston and xavier woods i've totally bought into this new day never breaking up thing and i hope it never changes gack says dude what do you think about ring of honor's best in the world i haven't really watched it all yet i've only excuse me i've only seen the highlights but i will watch it at some point uh, it sounds excellent is what i will say but then ring of honor has always been excellent they're just they're really good they just they don't have bad wrestling maybe the stories could be better but they don't have bad wrestling uh the villain says if you receive <laughs> this is the number one question i get if you received an offer for one of the big wrestling promotions but you had to give up what culture <laughs> what would you do i get asked that at least twice a week and I, my answer is always the same if a fairy comes down and says simon you can do both i'd love to do both right i love doing the videos i'd never want to give them up but i'm not someone that's going to turn down opportunities so let's say that wwe said simon here's a contract for the main roster you have to take that just because when you were a 60 70 80 year old man you would regret it if you didn't because you'd always be saying what if what if what if it'd be tremendously sad to lose all the content stuff but behind but you have to evolve you have to move forward and again what a tremendous opportunity i would have been given so of course i would do it Um, and if it all went bad then yeah i'd regret it i wouldn't regret it a little bit i'd be disappointed and i'd be sad but it's much better than not knowing so and i think anybody would say the same i truly truly do uh hi boom says which two wrestlers would be the perfect new tag team one from AEW and have one from wwe well in well actually in aew i mean this doesn't really count but i wanted to see alistair black and murphy together because i think they have that cool history and they could have been presented as somewhat of an outside threat and they could have gone off the young bucks so i'm still going to go with that even though it wouldn't make sense at all and in wwe i mean you want to put two people together that will become greater than the sum of their parts So I'd probably actually get Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo and push them properly because then they could get on TV and they're so damn talented, hopefully after a while you could break them up like WWE loves to do and uh and have them in a singles run which they should have anyway sean mack how do you think wwe will respond to having someone pop up on both aew and wwe in the same week vince should be serious furious yeah that was that um that lady that the, the woman i can't remember her name now but she was an extra on wwe and then i think she was on dark elevation i don't think vince McMahon cares he would care if john cena did it i don't think that's that, she's allowed to do it she's not employed by wwe she's a gun for hire good for her i hope she gets more bookings uh greek swanson says who will roman eventually drop the belt to a new star or someone on the current roster it's a great question because i don't think the rock's gonna beat him i always used to think that he would but now i'm not so sure i don't know and that is a problem that wwe has right now they haven't actually developed any serious contenders i mean it should be jimmy or jay uso probably more Jey uso now for obvious reasons that would be the good story dude greek you tell me i thought i think about this a lot because i'm weird i don't have an answer steven says why did wwe never mention brock and sable being married or show her any of his matches it's none of our business <laughs> it's literally none of our business uh lefouz this came up at work what would be the reaction if kenny omega was a surprise many in the bank entrant and won it and won the belt do you think the internet would explode dude the internet wouldn't work anymore <laughs> the internet there'd be so much noise and traffic somebody would push the off button <laughs> you just never have the internet again i don't think we could handle it charlie who should be the first superstar to come out on smackdown in front of the live crowd roman reigns of course i know it's boring i want him to get booed the ship out of cody if you had the power to bring back one XWWE superstar uh who is it and why would it be repo man well, it would be repo man otherwise it would be Bret hart I think Bret Hart in this current day and age would be tremendous, but I think Bret Hart would be tremendous in most day and ages. Following that, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, either of those guys. But that nostalgia as well. These are the guys that got brought up on. Uh, Benjamin, how would you book Bailey's return in nine months, heel or face? She would get a tremendous reception as a babyface, but her heel work is just so good. Well, it depends whether she goes away completely or not. If she pulls a Miz and still features on the show, then yeah, just keep her as a bad guy. But I genuinely think this may be an opportunity, as silly as it sounds, to bring her back as whatever she is now, but as a face because look at triple h when he returned in 2002 after his quad injury he went away as the baddest of all bad guys but because they pitched his return so well we were just so proud and so in awe of what he had done and i would do the same thing for bailey i actually think you could turn her into a super duper star and she's already a superstar brian is a solo title run for xavier woods on the well i feel like he's earned one i'd love to see him in the u.s title picture when we're done with damian priest and sheamus absolutely i mean that would be fantastic and he should win king of the ring of course uh only connect wrestling we have talked about that so we won't do it again uh, ashley says will aew hold off on any title changes until they're queen until they're showing queens new york feels like a big deal and a milestone for the company i mean no i think they've got plans they'll do it what i would speculate again you know rumors blah blah i think their big thing for that will be a surprise person someone big who i don't know but i think that's what they're gonna do Bill says, if you were starting a wrestling company tomorrow, who would be your dream five signings? Can be from any company and can be anyone from a writer to a wrestler. Well, that's different. Well, in that case, I mean, I bring in Kenny Omega. I would bring in Roman Reigns. They're the biggest stars in the world. So you'd want them. I would probably bring in TJ. Uh, what's TJ's last name? Natalia's husband. I can't remember his last name. Wilson? I think it's Wilson. I would bring in TJ Wilson because everyone says he's such a good producer agent that like everyone says this. This is tremendous. So I would bring him in uh i would bring in bailey talking about her so that's four and my last person would be i don't know either young bucks or cody then there's biggie and there's kevin owens there's lots of people there's miro quick let's move on Aragano jackson says how was the experience of learning how to sell a wrestling move did you have fun or was it harder than you thought everything in wrestling is hard everything and it's why i get so mad when people go i can't believe they botched it of course they botched it it's like maths it's difficult selling is a weird one because sometimes you think you're doing good selling and then you watch it back and you're like no that's not good selling like I used to close my eyes a lot I didn't even realize it but you want your eyes to be open but you don't want them to be too open otherwise you look like a psychopath so it very much is I know you've heard this a thousand times but the reason you have is because it's true you need to feel the room and you need to make sure you're in that moment but no I would say that selling is probably harder than learning how to do the moves because doing the moves is just a thing it's like they go up and they go down whereas selling is very unique to you and is a very individual experience so it's really tough but when you get it right, it, it, it's also awesome. Chris Hendry, what uh, with Slammiversary this weekend? Who is your number one prediction for a surprise appearance? I should have talked about Slammiversary, Really, I'm looking forward to that Sammy Callahan Kenny Omega match. I think Sammy Callahan's done great. I don't know who's allowed to come in or not because I said Ruby Riot for that Deonna Purrazzo match, but then I was eviscerated online when I was told that she, uh, her no competes not up. But doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Chelsea Green obviously went to Ring of Honor. Not that she could turn up there too, I'm sure, but she's got the arm problem as well i don't know that's a great question my friend i don't know hopefully lots of people because it would be awesome jay gatsby hopefully way down the line do you think riddle should go straight into the world title picture after a rivalry with orton yes because i think they should feud over the money in the bank briefcase and riddle should win so as soon as he is done moves on to that absolutely great idea uh top hat aussie who should dan lambert bring into aew dynamite to exact revenge on lance archer well, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be Jorge Masvidal. Man, do I regret calling him George. <laughs> I'm dying of my ups and downs. I thought it was funny. <laughs> the internet did not. How do you not know his name? It makes me so mad. Like, you know, I watched the show. Like, I, I like UFC and MMA anyway. But even if I didn't, I watched AEW. So I heard what they called him. I wouldn't just go George. Anyway, I'm never doing that again. I'm a moron. But I think he wants to wrestle, right? I think that's a thing. I assume that's why he's there. It's not gonna be Amanda Nunes. Imagine the thing is, if you do Amanda Nunes versus Lance Archer i think amanda nunes has to win she could kick anybody's ass so that would be my guess but um yeah, we'll have to look uh sean says who is the first person you're defending the h championship against trust me bro as soon as the world is open again we have plans well we will have plans so uh yeah keep her uh, keep an eye out from it harine is here with her daily proclamation she basically loves kenny omega but she also says the clothes of kenny and the young bucks have become more and more bizarre and i love it what do you wear in your entrance and is there something you wish you could or want to wear have a good one harin it's almost like you read my mind i am working on my entrance gear at the moment i never had entrance gear because i was so focused on i was nervous i suppose so i was focused on everything else i was like i do need something for my entrance and i am working through some designs at the moment so i can't answer that and i can't even give you a hint just because i want it to be somewhat of a surprise but i do need entrance gear and it is inspired by guys like that so i watch this space i suppose uh, John Foster, which of today's wrestlers would you have liked to have seen Owen Hart wrestle? Oh man, I mean the list, everyone, the most, I'm gonna, let me retract that, the worst thing about Owen Hart is that he died in the worst circumstances ever but it was so close to the Attitude Era where you would have guys like Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho all of those would have worked so well with Owen Hart. He would have risen his stock so high. I do not doubt that he would have become the WWE champion. You would have had to have made him the WWE champion. And that goes for today as well. Owen Hart is one of the best technical wrestlers ever. And not just because he passed away, because he just was. And he and he just got it. Nah, it's the worst oj says who's your favorite commentary team today any promotion well look i do like michael cole and pat mcafee you can never say his name properly but i do a lot of that is pat mcafee but i also have tremendous respect for michael cole because i think he does more than we realize i think he's under a lot of pressure and stress i do like aw i think i like jim ross he reminds me of my childhood so i enjoy that same with tony shivani and i think iscalibur fits into that really really well ross is fine i think uh jimmy thing in bob i can't remember his name now i think he does a he does a good job I suppose if I had to pick one, it would probably be AEW Dynamite. They have fun. And sometimes WWE, it's not their fault. They're not allowed to have fun. Uh, Mitch Bork says, what are your thoughts on social media and how it affects wrestlers' mental health? Well, I can't really comment on that because I don't know, you know, you'd have to give me a specific scenario. And even then, is it is it right for me to comment on it? But I think this is more of a, a worldwide question. I think social media can have a terrible effect on people's mental health. I mean, look what it did to Naomi recently. Her husband gets down for a DUI. This is why I don't like commenting on things as we've already talked about. And we go and run her down and send her hate messages. There's no excuse for that. And in fact, if you're someone that does that, just don't listen to my show. I'm not interested. These are the, those are the kind, I don't want you to follow me. I don't want you to support me on Patreon. I don't want your YouTube subscription. I don't want anything. I just don't. Like, and this also ties into everything that happened after the Euros, the football competition over here in the UK. Where three extremely brave individuals took penalties knowing what could happen, still did it, missed, and then get racially abused for, well, even today, we're like 48 hours removed and they're still being racially abused. Flipping heck. like I love football, I do, but I treat it like I treat everything that's not that important. It's not that important. I mean, they were, they were like they were 21, 22, and 19 or something stupid. The fact they even had the balls to do it in the first place, and so people go, oh, we should be able to criticise their penalty kick. Sure. But why, why is it always that? Why can't we look at the human side as well? Do you know what I mean? Like it's always, oh, I'm allowed to say his penalty kick was shit. Yes, you are. Can't you wait a week? (laughs) Can't you just, and everyone goes, oh, that's not fair. You're saying I can't criticize people. No, you can do whatever you want. I genuinely mean that. I believe in free speech, but I can do whatever I want as well. And I don't think with the raw pain of that, you need to go and give someone a kick in after they've just screwed up on quite a big level. I just don't get it. And I always get this, well, Millie, you're too soft. All right, I'm too soft. It's not an insult. I just think they already know. They know. It's like when a wrestler botches. Oh, you're shit, mate. They know they botched. Just give them a few days before you go kill them online. Anyway, I get off my high horse now. I know it's annoying. (laughs) Midnight Bear. It's Braun Strowman heading to AEW looking at the hints on his feed about september which is the end of his 90 day no contract clause yeah that could be impact it could be ring of honor i think he'd do better in impact but i'm happy for him to go wherever the hell he wants i don't know why people were so worried about you one person i think i've talked about this said i will never watch AEW again bro you crazy uh emil says i have found a void in the internet I searched for a long time. I'm not clicking that GIF. Sorry, bro. I'm sure that's real, but it looks like spam. So I can't can't click it. Uh, Patrick says, when do you think the current AEW title holders should lose their titles and to who? Well, Kenny should definitely lose it to Hangman either uh, later in the year or early next year. Uh, the Young buck should lose it to maybe the Varsity Blondes, you know. I think that would be really good. What a way to put them over, so screw it. Or a uh, a returning top flight because one of those guys is injured. Same with, um, uh, no, 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 because I can't remember the name of the rap dudes. Stupid Brain. The Acclaimed, thank you. They're bad, they're bad guys. So, yeah, top flight of Varsity Blondes, I would say. Who else? The Miro should lose it to... Oh, I had this. Oh, Jungle Boy. Way down the line, way down the line, because what a win for that would be Jungle Boy, and Britt Baker's a good one. I mean, it depends who they bring in. If they bring in Ruby Wright, she's absolutely to Ruby Wright because they will have a great feud. Otherwise, she could probably lose it to no. Screw it. I'm just going to go with Ruby Wright because that's a good answer. Who are the champions? Have I missed? I think that's all of them. I may have missed one, but I think that's all of them. So I'm going. Um, bad WWE stat says. What's your favorite Paul Orndorff match? I mean, the WrestleMania match, you know, the the, the tag match because it just was huge and it feels huge when you when you watch it like it's genuinely it's nuts I think we forget how uh, how nuts it was uh, Michael says please get signed by the WWE it doesn't work like that but that's very kind Eric says do you watch New Japan I mean not as much over the last few months um just because there haven't really been well there, not there hasn't been a reason for me to watch it I watch it because I like it we just it's been a bit off the product so you know I watch so much wrestling I'll take a break here and there but yes I do watch it in general and tony says hey simon have there been any crowd reactions so far that have surprised you personally i was surprised with the somewhat low-key response to the young bucks last week see i think this is like a personal thing because i thought that whole crowd was loud and other people were telling me that it wasn't i mean i think we have to give it a few weeks before we can establish this so i think we'll return to this question because uh, at the moment yeah i don't i don't know which way it's going to um it's going to go surfer says in hindsight do you think making jinder mahal the wwe champion had a net benefit for the company and the industry as a whole the thing is, I really don't think that becoming WWE champion is good or bad anymore. I don't Because th- back in the day, the reason you wanted to be the champion is because you were the top draw, right? So the reason Hogan never lost is because he drew loads of money as the champion. So everyone's was like, well, don't take the belt off him. That would be stupid. But by the time Jinder Mahal came champion a few years ago, that wasn't a thing. Like, I could have been the champion and I probably would have well, done him worse. But you know what I mean? It wouldn't have made a huge difference. It's just not how it works anymore. So... The only reason I didn't like the Jinder Mahal turn or the win is we did it too quick. If we had eked it out over even six, eight, 12 weeks, I'd have been like, okay, awesome. We've turned him into, you know, a main event dude. That would have been fine. But it was a week. (laughs) That's what I didn't like. It's this incessant nature to make everything happen so quickly. Uh, Matthew says, do you think the former Iconics will return to wrestling? There is way too much potential and their obvious chemistry to be wasted. I would like to see them in impact. I think they would have complete creative freedom there. And they do such wacky stuff that those two would do great. So I actually hope they turn up at Slammiversary, but I'm not sure. Uh, Balaji says, which is your favorite pay-per-view name ever in wrestling? Well, you know, this is, of course, the Great Balls of Fire. We can never ignore about that. And Marcus says, can you rank the best 10 current wrestlers in the world? Well, I think you would have have to have given me a list of 10. I don't even know who my 10 are. I mean, the ones that come to the top of my head, again, Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Big E, uh, Abushi, Jay White, Tana, I'll go Omega over Tanahashi, uh, sorry, Kada over Tanahashi uh i put cody in there I'd put the young bucks in there see i went to nine already and i'm gonna miss i'm gonna i've missed loads of people that haven't even come to mind this is why it doesn't work they're all brilliant they're all the best jay hey simon do you think AEW will be hosting uk shows in the next 12 months if travel gets opened up i think they'll come over here quite quick they certainly were planning to and they got screwed by the pandemic hunter says if you had to push one current superstar who would it be and why big e because it's long overdue and i want to see if he's able to run at the top we don't have an answer to that but i certainly want him to have his opportunity uh loki says good series by the way i want cesaro to win the ic title and then have sheamus drafted to smackdown and renew the rivalry with the story that he uh they had and also the one title sheamus never won you're a great dude huge fan keep up the good work thanks man that's good or you can do it so they both keep the titles and they fight a survivor series we're gonna do raw versus smackdown at least give me good matches with the history Um, body elbow wrestling says any thoughts on the oddness of the thunderdome era in wrestling well it was bizarre but i thought they did a very very good job all things considered ryan says who do you think will be money in the bank we've done it i'm going with riddle and sasha banks and spaz phoenix says there is one slot left in the girls money in the bank who do you think it will go to sonja deville or debuting tony storm well i'm going for sasha banks but you have a second question do you think we'll ever get a takeover in an open air stadium not for a long time nxt's got a long way to build their whole thing back which is not their fault It was the pandemic again so, yeah, they're going to. Um, I think them like New Japan are going to have a real not a difficult time because they will get there. It will just take a while, right? It will just take a while, but uh, one day, sure. But but not for not for, for for a little bit. But you never know. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope they do it next week. And on that note, I will bid you adieu for another week. Thank you again for always tuning in. Thank you again for always supporting me. You can do it at Patreon.com for Simon of three one six. Also, shout out to Simon, Simon Miller. Shout out to um, Pins and Knuckles for always supporting the show. You can get merchandise that was designed and made by them at simonmiller.bigcartel.com. Uh, Twitter, and Instagram, Simon Miller, 316. Check out my YouTube channel, Simon Miller. I do have a TikTok, Simon Miller. It's got two videos in the last six months. Sorry, I wouldn't even bother. <laughs> what I think to say. But more important than that, I appreciate you. I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, hopefully I'll talk to you before Money in the Bank because I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. But otherwise, we'll be back next week.